Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. Come on, time and time again. You still show us we going. Feel this up when we within it. Shine your light where it was. They said you never let us down. With your words, we will find on as we learn through these trials. You remind us why we Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how bad the problem is, God is great. No matter how bad the problem Ooh, is, God is great. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Pure Reflections, the podcast where we talk about motherhood, womanhood, and discipleship. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson, resident in counseling and mentor. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to hit subscribe. And now sit back, relax, and listen as I share what I've learned on my journey. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Pure Reflections podcast. Today, I'm going to have a good friend of mine come on and we're going to have a nice little discussion about motherhood. But before she introduces herself, you guys already know every week we do um, a check-in. So what is going well, right? So as you think about what is going well for you, I'm going to share what's going well for me and my friend is going to introduce herself and share what is going well for her. So for me this week, I have been doing really good with working out with my trainer and I um, started on a detox last Thursday, and it, it's a serious detox. Like, I cannot have no carbs at all. It's strictly just vegetables and protein, and I still have to maintain drinking a gallon of water a day. And that's been good. Um, this week's been a little bit more challenging as far as workouts and my energy levels, but I've been pushing through. My detox ends next Friday, so I'm excited. And you know, you girl about to drop weight, so that's always good. <laughs> but that has been going really well. Um, work has been going really well with my clients and getting to know them. As I shared before, I started a new position, doing the same thing, just with um, a different organization, and that's great. And my kids are healthy, so I'm grateful for health. Amen. Amen. Oh, so, okay. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. How are you? My name is Jasmine Jenkins, and I am a friend of Danielle's. And I am, um, I'm a social worker. I'm a follower of Christ, a daughter of Jesus. Um, and I actually have my own company called 61 Promises. And it is a company that helps women discover who they are in Christ. Um, discovering the diamond within. And I also have a podcast coming soon um, called Coffee at the Cross with Jazz. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So it's a podcast about um, feeling over um, overlooked, undervalued, and forgotten about God. But it's all things about the cross. So understanding what the cross represents and who Jesus is. So stay tuned to that. But yeah. <laughs> so what is going well for you this week? Okay, going, what's going well for me? Um, honestly, God has been um, revealing a lot of who I am in him. Um, my intimacy with Christ has been going well. That's um, my confidence in Christ has been going well. So I would say that um, just kind of walking in that. 
Yes, I could agree with that. I would definitely say my intimacy, my intimacy has been going well too, and it feels good, you know, especially when you have a fellow sister in Christ who, <laughs> you know, walks along the same yeah. lines as you, so to speak, mm-hmm. and yes, still girl. maintain personality. That's always a win. <laughs> always a win, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like I said, we're going to be talking about motherhood. And um, I thought it was interesting, Jasmine, that even though you're not a mother, you can relate to what it's like to be a mother. Because even Mm -hmm. though you don't have um, children currently, um, you still have children, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so do I. So how about um, you start with sharing what motherhood means to you? Um, I think that is an amazing question. Um, I think for me, motherhood means, um, I think it's it's so many levels to motherhood. Mm -hmm. So I think motherhood is one for me, a nurturer, right? Someone who can instruct, command, but also is the structure of a home. Right. And um, I say that because usually most times, women are the ones who kind of run the household as far as like just the way things go right um you know the man is the leader but she's the one who's kind of implementing the the foundation formulas of how things work you know most times she's the one who may be the primary cooker or things like that but for me the mother is also the one who will go to war and battle um whether that's in prayer she's the one that can be soft soft but yet sturdy She can be the one who can um, also lead with a grace and presence and command something. Um, I think um, a mom is someone who is the example. That's what I just see motherhood to be. Um, Someone to look up to and aspire to be. Um, Yeah, and I think um, the desert with style and grace. Style (laughs) and grace. Yeah, and... um, Someone, um, I think nurture is very big for me because I feel like that's something that God has given us as women, but not all women know how to nurture. So that's why I think it's a motherhood thing because when you're a mother and you're nurturing areas of, you you can nurture somebody back to wholeness. I mean, God does it, but in the ability of doing that, like somebody could come to you one way and you can really reprimand somebody in love, but still nurture them at the same time. Right. And um, I feel like that's a, that's a gift that the Holy Spirit gives mothers or people who have a mothering anointing on them that maybe not walking it, not walking and being a mother yet. Right. Um, and so that's what I believe a mother is somebody that possess those things and know how to manage different personalities and still be great in that role because children, right. You have to parent them differently according to who they are, the gifts that's placed in them and just their personality and being able to do that well, but still having the same consistence of like, um, you know, the foundational rule, but it might look different being conveyed to each child. Right. Right. You said a whole lot that covered so no 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 that's good Uh, that's a good thing that's a good thing let me tell you there's been times I do interviews with people and it's like pulling teeth and I'm like can we have a discussion and I think they get so caught up with the fact that I'm recording that Mm -hmm. it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh I don't want to say the wrong thing but that's the whole purpose of pure reflections right Mm -hmm. but um a couple of things you said you was like how the man is the lead and the woman kind of navigates the households. And that's true. You know, I like to say the man is the head and the woman is the heart. 
because mm-hmm. we control the emotional temperature of the household. Okay. And, yeah. you know, that's where people, some people like to argue when you say, oh, happy wife, happy life, because mm-hmm. they look at it from such a surface level perspective. But that term happy wife, happy life has so much depth to it. Because Mm -hmm. it's like once you're meeting the emotional needs of a woman and once a Mm -hmm. woman feels secure and once she feels safe and she feels protected and loved and acknowledged and respected, she's going to do every single thing in her power to make sure that that is reciprocated and appreciated. So like. You know, Girl, you ain't never lie. <laughs> just it is, it is. It's like the quote it says, um, when you love a woman correctly, she'll should be ten times the woman or something like that. It's not right. it's a quote like that, but it's true because you're bringing the see, it's not about that. It's something you know, you already get that from God, but the human part of you that when you love on those things, you're actually just highlighting or or um, what's the word? Highlighting or just putting a light to what's already in her. You're making it come alive to where she can do. Right? Yeah, illuminating. Yes, illuminating those things in her already that's naturally placed in her by God. Yep. So you're watering the things that need to be watered correctly so then she can water you. My favorite quote is, I water you, you water me, we grow together. I like that. I definitely like that. Because it's you're unlocking the treasures, the hidden there treasures. Go, the unlocks. You know, <laughs> you're unlocking. <laughs> you're unlocking it. You know, you are, you know, um, revealing potential that she probably didn't know that she has. Not that she doesn't, not aware of herself, but just the way that it's delivered and executed. Like, mm-hmm. love will cause an execution to be immaculate just straight immaculate and you're like oh my gosh like you love me so it's that Mm. constant um reciprocated love that keeps the relationship going and that trickles down to the children because I know for me as a mother how I am emotionally is reflected in my children Mm -hmm. and when I'm not doing well my children is all about the place you can literally see the division in my household. So that's always a check for me. Like, all right, Danielle, you might be in your feelings and stuff right now, but mm-hmm. how are the kids? Are the kids it, good? Mm-hmm. Because, it, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, what I was going to say is um, if you train them right, and when I say train them right, I mean train them according to the biblical standards that's mm-hmm. then demonstrated through the Holy Spirit, Amen. then you will see the fruit of it so that when you need to get yourself back together, your children, they will then come and reciprocate that love. So that mothering thing, it, it takes it to a whole different level. And I know for me as a mother, I literally had to say to God, like, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to be a mother. And mm-hmm. my children need the mother that, you have ordained for them and I could admit I ain't there yet at the time not that Mm -hmm. I will ever fully arrive but I'm willing to say God I don't know yeah I think the beauty in motherhood that also came um and the Holy Spirit just reminded me of that is that there's a level of um that's why I think singleness is important Mm -hmm. um because I feel like there's equipping that the Lord does right because um, in being a mother, there's a level of being a, wait, sir, you're a servant, 
you're first of all you're a servant to God, but you're a servant to your children. But how well are you a servant to Jesus will also a lot of times demonstrate how well you would be a servant, yes. one as a mother and as a wife, right? A level of submission. Your children literally, especially at a tender age, need you. There's a level of you're doing everything, you're serving them. I'm giving a part of me. And just like you said, even in the breastfeeding stage, right? Yes. They're taking literally from you, you're giving. It's a level of you it's like it's a whole thing about care motherhood is caring extending something that's literally internal from you and giving to them without nothing in return are you able to be that part of who you are you know what i mean and i think that that's important to look like a natural a mother's a caregiver yep but it is, you know and a, a lot of people don't actually have that because i think also there can be a lack in um how to be a servant and daughter to Christ, receiving God's love, learning what it's like to love, to, to be loved on by God, and then also learning how to serve God so that when you become a mom and you have to give up and sacrifice, I think that's, a, especially young mothers sometimes, um, and I've watched it and seen it, and not a judgment, but a learning process of like, wow, motherhood right. is a big sacrifice. It like, <laughs> whoa, like, it it's is. something like, you know, it just, I, I'm able to see through, even with my mom, like, looking at that, like, motherhood is a sacrifice. It's a huge sacrifice. And um, I think, you know, I won't know the level of sacrifice until I actually become a mom, but I think that's what motherhood represents, sacrifice, care, being a servant. Um, you know, even being plugged into God. I think a motherhood is all about being plugged into God for instruction. Just like you said, God, what, is, what type of mother did you make me for this child? And right. how can I do the things for this? Because we're seeking him for strategy in a way of those things too, because he's given us a gift that we have to parent and nurture and cover in this world so that he can get the, we're giving him the correct skills to be the best version that God, you know, that the purpose that God given him. So I think all of those things kind of make up motherhood to me. Right. And to add to that, um, I know one of the things I asked God was, how do I equip them? Because at the end of the day, it's about kingdom building. And yep. I think you could look at, you could look at a family and you could look at a child and be like, oh, they were raised well. Versus <laughs> you look at a family like you are blessed. Like Amen. there is a different weight to it. And for me to you know, even hear or even look at my children and see the love of God on them, despite what we've endured, it's like, God, like you are mm -hmm. so faithful. So I think my biggest role as a mother is not only to teach them how to do life successfully with Christ, but how to prepare them um, in a spiritual aspect, emotional, mental, and physical, and teach them how to be um, soldiers for the army of God, teach Amen. them how to pray at a young age, teach them how to manage bad dreams at a young age, teach them what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, how to navigate TV and everything that's shown on the TV, not to just completely say, you know what, you can't watch that. Because from my experience, you know, the more that we shelter the men is the more that when they get that ounce of freedom, it's over. So mm -hmm. how can I utilize the TV or interactions with kids at school or, you know, um, a child that may believe in different sexual orientations that we believe in, believe in as children of God, how do we teach them how to navigate that and still show love? So I take every example as a learning experience to say, listen, it may be okay for them, but it's not okay for you. Why is it not okay for you? And have them actually explain it to me 
so that they can be equipped when it's time Mm -hmm. to just go out into the world they're not just tossed out and be like wow you know my mom ain't teach me nothing about this she told me about jesus but how does jesus (laughs) apply to the world like (laughs) actually and and i think it's so funny that you say that because one of my desires to be because i don't know right as um for a mom is to i feel like being a parent is giving your kids skills to be able to be effective adults um and one also kingdom adults but you know people who can process and be independent even if it's at a young age giving them those things allowing them to be thinkers allowing them to be problem solvers allowing them to have a voice um because I think one thing for me is that growing up um and I felt like my voice wasn't heard and um I think that sometimes you know, in learning from that, I want to be able to give my kids the opportunity to express emotion. I mean, there are going to be some, there are going to be some instances is what I say is what I say. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't have an issue at this moment. We got to get back when I have kids, you know, me. <laughs> but I feel like explaining why they can't do something is very vital to the knowledge base of understanding something, right? Because I feel like we have the Bible that instructs and commands and give us reasons of certain things or why we shouldn't do something and how it's effective and how can it be right or wrong. So why aren't we giving our kids certain reasons of, you know, why you can't watch this um, demonic, uh, scary movie is because right. you're going to allow spirits to enter you and we're going to have to fight battles and things because it's the kingdom from kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of God. Right. right. And even if it's that, or no, you can't go to this party because, and blah, 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 blah. Or when they do something, it's, you know, why, what made you do that? And I feel like you're also learning your kid too, right? I don't know what my kid is thinking. So I need to ask questions where they're explaining to me so I can have an understanding of their thought process. So then if I need to be able to come in and be like, hey, did you think about this? And because we know about this, this is why we're saying it. Create conversation-based parenting, kid, mm-hmm. parent-child relationship where you get to hear why they did something. Why did they do this action? What prompts them? What promotes them? So then now I can give you, you know, an area where I can give encouragement, support, maybe even discipline and punishment, but at least to be a conversation about it and you understand why. And I think it'll help them as they're alone by themselves when they're off to college, you're not around. They're still, they're still standing on the teachings and the lessons that you gave them. It's not this, I went to a Christian college and no shade to anybody but the crazy thing was like when the shelter kids came there they were buck wild it's like oh no mommy yes. and daddy not kidding me <laughs> nothing. oh this is this is what it's a, this is what it's about okay then i'm a, i'm about to do this because when you don't teach in a quick like you said your children that you 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 almost like there's a there's a lack like you, you disable like, them yeah it's, it's you, you're not you know kind of in some areas failed because now they're learning new things and you think that it's okay. It's like, no, we need to be honest about this is why, this is this, call it out. Why did you do this? Break those things down. Get an understanding of your children because kids are actually smarter and they process things way different and than what they think. And being a social worker, I have seen it because I deal with kids from the ages of five to 21 all the time. Right. So when you hear their thought process and parents all be like, what do you know? You're a kid. Oh, they know a lot more than you think. There's a lot more influences trying to teach your children stuff than you. And that's why having conversations of understanding why they do stuff, what, you know, why do they like this? Why do they want to watch it? 
you need to understand your kid and we got to take time in that nurturing part because that's where you nurture them to certain things and give direction in the life you live your kids yeah. are going to mimic I, you know, I saw motherhood a lot of example. I talk, I tell people all the time, you ask me where did I see it is my grandmother um, starting at a young age. Let me tell you something like my grandmother used to get on the, her and my grandfather would get on the floor and kneel every night for prayer. That's the first example I saw of prayer is I saw even at a young age, I used to go over there. My parents work nights. So my grandparents would, we would stay at my grandparents' house and go to school from there. My grandfather would cook us breakfast every morning. Mm-hmm. But every night, my grandparents faithfully got on their knees and prayed. We would, I would stand on my grandmother's bed and be singing Kurt Frank and Madhart. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold, stomp, revolution, <laughs> all of that, right? Yes. Putting on concerts, <laughs> mad hard, because that's the music that just was played. I was growing up on Christian, you know, that was the music. And I would just perform concerts and the music like I'm doing something, singing to out. I'm seven, singing, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I may have not understood the full context of it, but guess what? That's the music I'm playing, right? I see the way my grandmother carried herself as a mother. I see that even when I needed to go to her, the comfort that she provided. And, you know, I used to remember my grandmother used to be like, don't sit on any guy's lap. Uh-uh, don't do, like, teaching me little things as a woman and understanding now there's certain things she didn't go into full detail with that I would have po- possibly liked, but there was different things that she taught. There's different things how she led, how she responded and submitted to my grandfather. Things that I just saw her do one, because she was a woman of God first. And then being a woman of God first allowed her to be a great mother. Now, mm-hmm. she wasn't perfect, but she was a great mother. And you have and to so, be teachable. Yes. And when I got older, what, what pruned that relationship was that in things that we didn't, we started to disagree on, she listened to me. She heard me. And we were able to, to, to agree and disagree on certain things, but I still respected her. And she respected me, in my opinion, who I was as a woman. She was able to grow with me as I, as I aged. Right. And a lot of parents don't know how to do that. So those are things that I learned, too. Like, you, the way you parent a 15-year-old is not how you can parent a 25-year-old woman. The way you parent a 10-year-old, you can't parent your 17-year-old daughter. Do you have to grow with them at where they are? And I learned that through my grandmother. And I learned, um, I learned a lot through her by being the example and seeing. Even when I was 11 and I became, I had eczema all over my body. And I, I knew to go to Jesus, let me tell you, because what I saw her do. Right. And grandma, she's made me go to church every Sunday anyway. But it was, I didn't have a relationship with God then. But I saw what my grandmother used to go to this guy named Jesus. And I saw the way she worshiped him. I saw that she was sick and she still praised God. That when I got like that, I just was like, well, let me do what she do. Right. Like, Jesus, let me go to you because I know like, you can help. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what motherhood is about. Being the example, showing, providing, and then providing the care that the grace that God extends us, that he gives to us, giving it to your children. And that's why I think that the important part is to have that relationship with God because he teaches and equips us at different levels and give us grace even in our mistakes of our kids because we don't we're not going to get it right right and that's scripture All the because time. the words the word tells us you know jesus said come and let us reason so it's like mm-hmm. being able to take god's word at face value and then apply it to parenting and you know it's very easy to try to blanket parent that's what i call it when you mm-hmm. know life stressors are at an all-time high and you just really don't have time to nurture because 
you're so consumed with providing. And I was there. I used to blanket parent myself and I'm like, God, this, this ain't working. What am I going to do? And I had to really come to the realization that God, you said, I'm your daughter and I'm your child and that you'll provide my every need. So if I'm your daughter, these are your kids. (laughs) And (laughs) I need you to provide their every need because their father is not physically here right now. But just as his word says, he's a father to the fatherless. And it's not a literal statement to say, oh, you're fatherless. I'll be your father. But you can have a father and still be fatherless. You can have a mother Uh and still be motherless because if you're not there emotionally, might as well you don't be there at all. You Mm -hmm. know, and that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because a lot of mothers spend so much time providing and giving the best that their child needs that by the time their child gets older, it's like, I don't know you. You don't know Mm -hmm. me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? I don't know you. I raised you. I worked hard. I provided every single thing that you need. And it's like, but you don't even know what I like. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is the most heartbreaking thing that a mother can hear from her child because here it is she's trying to do everything in her power but like you said completely missed the nurturing aspect of it and I could speak to one time with my son um he got upset with me because you know he's he's a little bit older than my twins he's 12 turning 13 my twins are eight turning nine and one day he got in trouble because he got really frustrated with his brothers and he was like oh you always want to treat me like I'm a baby And I'm like, how do I treat you like a baby? Oh, mommy, you want me to do this, 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 and this, but then I got to have the same bedtimes as the twins? And I really had to look at myself and be like, (laughs) you're right. I'm sorry. Like, you're right. And my son, he, he used to be very closed in how he feels. And when he exploded, he exploded. So I'm like, all right, God, number one, expose to me everything that's happening. That's what I need you to do. I need you to expose it. And then number two, I need you to give me the correct approach to dealing with it because you can have the knowledge of how to deal with something and then your approach be all wrong and you mess it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I had to pray on it and really ask God and what the Holy Spirit revealed to me was that, you know, he's not a baby anymore, Danielle. He's getting older. And you need to be able to accommodate that and know what it looks like. So there were times when he was younger, I would tell him, like, if I get really upset with you and I hurt your feelings, please tell me mid-sentence. Uh-huh. I don't care if I'm yelling. I don't uh-huh. care if I'm, if I'm going off. I guarantee you, if you say, mommy, you hurt my feelings when you said that, I'm going to calm down. Because yeah. you're checking me. And I gave you that permission. And let me mm-hmm. tell you, them kids use it to the best of their advantage. Mom, I, you hurt my feelings. I don't like when you say that. <laughs> and I'll be yeah. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like, I like two things you said. I like the fact that you said that, um, that you had to seek God about your children and the needs and how can you be parenting better in this way or reveal or show, right? Because sometimes, especially Black men or Black little boys are taught to be strong and um, and and hold in their emotions and um I'm I'm very big on like I had a friend and I used to always tell her I'm like yo speak like tell me what is bothering you because the worst thing you can do is keep your emotions in because people want to label it as I'm not confrontational and then you're stuff 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 and then you're exploding even if I don't like what you say 
I need to hear what you feel. So one, if you did misinterpret something I said, that we can have clarity here because that's important, especially when I become a mom. Um, especially when I come a mom, I don't want, you know, I think it's a clear indication because your kids can harbor something or misconstrue something and then they'll just take it off. And that's how the enemy can start working in your children. And I think being a praying mother is very vital in motherhood to pray, ask for direction because we don't have all the answers. Life will happen to us. And like you said, sometimes you could be frustrated in a way and some of the things that you want to implement don't always happen the way you want it to happen and that's why we have the guide which is god to show us in that direction of how we'll go about something because life does happen you can have a hard day at work you come home your kids do something and you might just look you might black real quick and then you're like yo i, I didn't you know because life and then you got to go to god if their kids do something or you sometimes you got to humble yourself as a parent and apologize like yes they're human like you know what I'm saying they have feelings like just because you're the parent doesn't make you always right and so I think that was important for you to say that you went to God because that's going to be vital in motherhood that's always how I parent like I literally cannot parent without consulting God and even after I consult God and let's say I blow up right because I'm not perfect um there's times that things happen with my son and I my oldest son so to speak but my younger ones follow. And even after the fact, they'll come back to me and be like, well, mommy, can we talk about this? Like, hmm. that really hurt my feelings. Hmm. And he'd be like, you know, I know you needed some time to calm down. I did too, because I was really upset with you. And I'm like, oh. all right, baby, tell me, why were you upset? Well, because you weren't listening to me. And I'm like, well, in the moment, no, I ain't listening to you. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. So he's like, well you know, I need to be able to learn how to, you know, maneuver when I'm angry. And I'm like, Amen. all right, well, this is how you do it. There'll be times my son tell me I'm not your client. And I'll be like, honey, you can't be <laughs> my client. <laughs> and if you were to be my client, I wouldn't take you on as a client. Let's be clear here. <laughs> so just to reassure him that number one, I'm not looking at you from a professional perspective. You're my child. How is it mm-hmm. that I'm going to sit here and help all these other people learn how to deal with their emotions and I can't even help my child? Before mm-hmm. I help them, I need to be able to help my own kid. So it came down to, um, I got a suggestion from this lady that we know. And she was like, how about you come up with a word for him? And I said, what kind of word? And she was like, you know, a word that when he feels like you're not hearing him, he'll say it. And you'll know in that minute, you got to stop talking. And I was Mm. like, all right, we could do that. So I told him the word and he got in trouble for something. He was like, can you just listen? That's my word. Mommy, you're not listening. And I'm like, all right. Well, what is it that you want to (laughs) say? You know, (laughs) like I be tight. I get upset because it's Mm -hmm. like, how can I, how can I punish him? for actually displaying an understanding for what I'm trying to teach him. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And nine times out of 10, I'm done. I go and I pray about it. I let him go and have his time. You got one hour in your room with your door shut. Do what you got to do, but don't be too loud. If you want to yell, if you want to talk smack, 
talk smack, do whatever it is that you need to do. But just know at that hour, we're going to talk about this. You don't have a choice to just, you know, decide, oh, I'm never talking about it. Because I was told you don't go to bed with a heavy heart. You don't. You, you clean that up, especially when it's someone that you love. And what he came up with is, and this was a proud moment for me as a parent, right? He was like, mm-hmm. okay, mommy. I think I understand what you're trying to teach me. He got his phone taken away and I was furious because it was like, he wouldn't give me the password. And I'm like, Oh, you, you going to decide that you're not giving me the password for the phone. Okay. You don't have a phone. And I took his phone for almost two months. And, um, I told him he couldn't have his door closed. I told him he couldn't have any conversations with any family members without him being in front of me. And he couldn't understand why. Nobody understood why. But in the moment, I didn't have to explain it to anybody because that's Mm -hmm. what I got from God to do with my kid. I need to Mm -hmm. take care of what's in my home. So it's like, that's another thing. You can't have everybody else trying to parent for you if they don't Mm -hmm. have the fruit of what parenting looks like. So Mm -hmm. long story short, um, I had to explain to him that in the moment you had to understand that any amount of privacy was a privilege Mm. and you violated that privilege when you made the decision that you weren't going to give me the password for your phone. So to show you that privacy is a privilege, you lost privacy in every way. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now every way. See that, you know, yes. He was hurt. It is what it is. But you know what he did? About every week would come up and he'd be like, mommy, can I get my phone back? Mm, I don't know. And the reason I said I don't know is because I was waiting for God to tell me when it was time to give it back. God, let mm-hmm. me know when he has learned what he's supposed to learn. And I tell you, it took almost two months. And finally, he came to me. He said, mommy, how can I show you that I'm ready to get privacy back as a privilege? And I said, there's nothing I can tell you. You just have to demonstrate. Nothing mm. I can tell you. He's like, no tips, no. I said, no. You have to demonstrate that you understand what that privilege is. And he said, okay, mommy. So I need to learn how to express my anger in different ways instead of exploding. I need to learn how to not wait until I'm ready to explode. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm looking at him like, Jesus, yes, Lord. <laughs> so finally, so, mommy, is it like um, a carpet and you spill juice on it and you have to clean out the carpet? And I said, yes, it is. Learning how to, to manage your emotions is similar to that. Because, you know, now I'm going with what he presents. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, you have to know how to clean what stain out of what carpet. You can't clean every carpet the same way. Some you could do some surface cleaning. Some you just need some soap and water. Some you need some heavy-duty chemicals. And Mm -hmm. it's the same way. You have to know how to address what's going on with you accordingly. And he said, Mommy, Mm -hmm. I get it. And he demonstrated that. So I say all that to say it's like it's a lot of trial and error, but a Mm -hmm. lot of the errors can be minimized when God is involved in it. Amen. When you're led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Like it is, it is, it really comes down to that. And like I said, like because you know, I'm not currently a mom. Um, I know that there will be times where explanations won't be able to be just like how you said, where God will say, no, do this, do that. Um, you know, and I think it is different too of like, and I, I will say this. I also believe when you get married, 
That's why I'm being equally yoked with yes. somebody that also seeks Jesus. Oh, because the Holy Spirit <laughs> is going to tell you, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. It ain't going to say, you know what I mean? Like, even if it gave your husband something or gave you something, he's going to find peace in the method of the way we're going to go about this way we want to discipline our kid right mm -hmm. um because the holy spirit especially if we're like you know what let's let's think about it or how do you want to do this and it might be conversations about that because you're not parenting alone you know what i mean and um and i think that that's the best thing of beauty about parenting that you don't have to do it alone whether if you're single whether if you're married because yes. you have god in the middle of it to give you direction when there's a severe need i mean period but also in areas where you're like yo i don't know what to do when your kid is out of control when you really just feeling like yo i don't know what's going on um my thing is my to to do thing is just like prayer and i know it sounds so simple but it's so powerful there's so, so much power in prayer there's so much direction in jesus that it's like you know god will answer and give you instruction and strategy on how to do certain things and one thing when you were talking that came to me was like um i really want to do this um it's like to give your kids back over to jesus and you that's why he'll to. give that yes that's why he'll give those instructions because first of all they belong to him yes okay they belong to him they and being a you. good steward yes and so you're and so in that and giving it back and god these are your kids i they're back to you is seeking him for these things or you know what how do i because again how you are with your oldest there might be a little bit different ways you approach your twins of course because they, they yeah you know what i mean and that's why so yeah i agree with all of that girl my mom told me when I was younger, when I had my son, because, you know, I had my son at 15. And when I had him, she said to me, I was just so in love with him. I loved my son. And she was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> she said, you better not love him more than you love God. Amen. God don't allow nobody to go before him, child or no child. Um... And when I tell you that scared me, I was like, God, I love him, <laughs> but I love you more. Okay, please don't ever take my... <laughs> Like, I love you more. And me being so young, I'm confessing that because, you know, I'm listening to my mom. I believe her. But as I got older, it's like if I can learn how to love God, not the way that he loves me, because I can never love him the way that he loves me. But I can strive for that. You know, that's the whole purpose of one imperfection. Every day you get to choose an imperfection that you want to work at because you have that flexibility to do it. So if I can just learn how to love God, mm -hmm. I will be that much more of a mother because he is the epitome of what it is to parent. And that mm. is his first name. He's a father. The mm -hmm. father in heaven and not everyone is able to take him out of that, you know, um, mystical box that people like to put him in and actually personalize what it means for him to be your personal father. That is a whole nother realm of understanding to have. So um, I think that was great. I do. Mm -hmm. What practical steps can you give? um to mothers in general yeah. yes uh, it's funny um one thing I would say is because it was demonstrated to me and mm -hmm. it's also a way that I live my life is seek God I think his word I mean in the word of Matthew six thirty three, it says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness should be upon you um one thing today that really um sat with me is that 
the same Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that's inside of you. Yes. And because it's the same spirit that's inside of you, it will give you direction. It will give you healing. It will give you strategy. It will give you the secrets to the kingdom of God that nobody that's not his child will have. Yes. And that's the power that we have is that we have Jesus. We have his spirit. We have the directions. His word says, I think in Psalms 100, he's the light to our feet and a lamp to our path, mm-hmm. something like that. And that, that means that his, yeah, his, he, 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 walks us like he leads us he's our gps is that thing so when you seek him for these things um in motherhood in singleness in marriage in parenting gotta help you he'll he'll ease the burden so i would just say keep god first um keep god first that would just be my practical thing that's attainable it's measurable you can see it changes your life it changes you because when you surrender yeah, when you surrender the anxiety, the hurts, the fears, and the things of your own life and you give it to God, he'll give you the strength. He'll renew your mind. He'll renew your heart. He'll change your situation. When you go into that prayer closet as a parent and cover your house and go over because there's things that you can't do as a human, only the spirit of God can do. So that 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 ability to stay connected to God will be the best thing and the thing that you could do for your life. So yes. that would be my practical advice. Okay, well, I have a few things too. Um, Number one, just like how you're saying his word is a lamp unto our feet in Psalms 32 and 8, he tells us, I will instruct and teach you the way that you shall go. I will guide you with my eye. And if that don't give you comfort, I I don't know what will because it's basically telling you like, I got this. You know what I mean? Uh I also think it's important to um, know if you can sustain a relationship with God, you'll be able to sustain a relationship with anybody. Amen. Is the opinion of of what it is to be relational. So I'm going to share some um, practical things with some scriptures. I found a really nice article that I think um, will be beneficial. And before I do, I just want to say also pray um, and ask God to reveal to you what um, your children's spiritual gifts are what talents have he given to them because even at a young age God is expecting you you know that's a part of your responsibility to nurture and to cultivate those gifts in them so that when they get older they don't have to be deceived about it whether they are or their dreams or their ability to sing or their ability to praise he gave us every single thing Come in on the now. world to glorify him essentially and if we don't do our jobs as the parent more so the mother in this context to teach them that to explain to them what it looks like how to pray when they have a bad dream or anything like that how to use the gifts and the talents he has given them to glorify him guess what they're going to find somewhere else to use those gifts and talents because at the end of the day his word don't return unto him void and if he has gifted them those gifts will be used. So just the responsibility for us as mothers to utilize our time with them as they're young and tender to instill in them. That's what the word says. Train the child up in the way that they should go. When they grow old, they will not depart. Okay? Amen. So just a few things. So for Deuteronomy 6, um, 6 to 7, that will help you get a better understanding of what it is to be available to your children. It says availability to be available morning, noon, and night. And I'm not going to read the scriptures. So again, that is Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7. If you need help with involvement and you want to pray to God about that, 
um, whether that's interacting, having discussions, thinking and processing life together with your children, you could look at Ephesians 6 and 4. If you struggle with actually teaching them um, life skills or whatever it is, just being understood when you speak, you could look at um, what the scripture says about a biblical worldview. And that's Psalm 78, um, verses 5 to 6. Also, Deuteronomy 4 and 10, and again, Ephesians 6 and 4. As far as training a child, helping a child to develop the skills and discover his or her strengths, that's Proverbs 22 and 6. And as far as their spiritual gifts go, um, that's Romans 12, verses 3 to 8, and 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm just going to give three more. Um, discipline, teaching the fear of the Lord, drawing the line consistently, lovingly, and firmly. Again, you can look at Ephesians 6 and 4. You can look at Hebrews 12, um, verses 5 to 11, Proverbs 13, 2 to 4. That's just a few. To nurture, providing an environment of constant verbal support, freedom to fail, acceptance, affection, and unconditional love. And I'm just going to repeat freedom to fail. Mm-hmm. That, that's the whole process of learning how to be a, an adult, essentially. And that is Titus 2 and 4, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and Ephesians 4, 29 to 32. And you guys can reach out to me if you want. Um, to get more scriptures about it, I'll try my best to put as much scriptures in the show notes, but also modeling with integrity. This is living the, being the example that your children need to demonstrate, right? Having a good, healthy reference point. And that's living what you say, being a model from which a child can learn by catching the essence of godly living. And that's Deuteronomy 4 and 9, Deuteronomy 15, Deuteronomy 23, and Proverbs 10 to 9. So I hope you guys enjoyed um, our discussion today. I think it was wonderful. Um, Thank you so much, Jasmine, for being willing to have this discussion with me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yes. So you guys, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, hit the subscribe button, and share with a friend. For information about today's show, be sure to check out the show notes below. As always, stay focused, be true, and be you.